Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are in the podcast of MAT. Testing, testing, one, two, three. You are now in the podcast of Caster, the podcaster. My name is Mojo. My name is Matthew. My name is Ulysses. And this is my employer's employer's review. review. All right, so welcome, welcome. This is the second episode of my employer's review podcast edition. Now, I do have two special guests joining me today. Gentlemen. Uh, Yeah, this is uh, Ulysses. and this is Mojo. Yeah. Actually, Mojo London. They know me as Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. All right, so this uh, episode is, is geared towards going against your moral compass. Uh, so I want to know what that means to you and, and if you can describe or, or explain a situation where at work um, you either chose to or had to go against your moral compass for the sake of keeping your job or to get the money, if you will. Right. So for me, uh, I, my experience, I mean, I've, I've done everything from working at a restaurant to working at a bank. Now I'm at a car dealership. So I've always had some kind of customer service driven employment. And when you're dealing okay. with people, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to uh, try to do the right thing every single time. Uh, I remember a time when I was in the restaurant business, and it's going back and forth. And, and how long working. ago was that? This was when I was eighteen, nineteen. So I gotta say, over over ten years. Okay. So that was first, here in L.A. Here in L.A. Okay. Uh, when I first started, uh, I started as a busboy, moved up, and 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 ended up working in the kitchen. And stuff happens in the kitchen that you know it's oh man it's gonna happen. You know, it's <laughs> gonna happen at almost every restaurant. Right. Food gets dropped. Oh no! <laughs> no, I mean, maybe we try we try not to serve it or you know replace it. But when a steak's been on the grill for a while, you know, if it falls and man, I am happy that I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, moral compass aside, I mean, it's either get yelled at by the boss because you're wasting another steak or you're wasting another whatever it is that isn't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> right. But. The restaurant business, the restaurant business. You cook it hot enough, everything dies. <laughs> wow, where was that at, man? Uh, it's here in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to say where okay. it was, but Fair um, I, I've worked, I've worked at two restaurants: one in Granada Hills, one in Lake Balboa. So, uh, you guys can do the math. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool, cool. Uh, so, okay, so that 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 kind of defines what that is, and and kind of goes a little bit into details about uh, going against your moral compass. Um, what about you, Mojo? Well, pretty much what you said, I agree with you. It's, it, it all depends on, I personally believe, how your upbringing is. Okay. And also the kind of job that I, you said restaurant, I worked as a busboy, worked my way up. <laughs> nice. Very high-end French restaurant. Their motto has always you been... speak French? I'm not French. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, figured I, I like French right? fries. <laughs> so uh, their motto was always, if you see, in mean, those days, people smoke a lot. And they drank, they smoke, ashtray got full, you know, but you would never let uh, the ashtray get full. They, as soon as one cigarette was out, you would take it, clean it up, and the water level is just a little bit down. There was certain standard you took care of the customer. Uh, and then the other thing that I want to let you know is my standard for my personal, I love service. There we go. So when you combine all this in your upbringing, which was like uh, very, very like military style, right. you have to do certain way things. 
excuse my friends, you don't mess things up. Right. You know, you do everything right. So that comes across to the customers, they love me. Nice. Right? When a customer buy a car from me, and uh, I own them for life, literally. <laughs> right. I get calls from 15 years ago. Yeah. Wow. So how long uh, have you been in the car business? I started in '93. Man. <laughs> right before that, I was this uh, with the like 11 years with a uh, high-end French restaurant. Okay. My college days, literally. So bringing that into the car business, I never let the dealership dictate to me how I need to take care of the customer. Their standard is not as high as mine. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just that little brief uh, explanation of if the, uh, anybody is going to influence my paycheck because of the bad thing that I'm going to do to make a little, what they call a pounder, <laughs> I look at the person. There are some uh, individuals, they come in, they think they can boss you around, they can order you around, literally they can slap you around. But one thing they don't understand is this is what I do for a living. Boom. Yeah, there we go. I, I am, am the, the professional. Yeah. yeah, king of my castle. You there don't come go. in, but nicer you are to me. I take care of you. You don't expect boss me around and hope that I'm going to take care of you. And that's also something I do have too. Right. So if that individual is sitting in front of me has a lot to do with my, uh, how I'm going to take care of them. So you kind of feed off their energy. In of a course. Sense. Okay. Now, uh, what I would like to know, um, and I think you kind of, you kind of explained a little bit what, what, uh, moral compass means, but I would like to tap into that a little bit. Yuli, uh, what does moral compass means to you? What does it mean to you? Uh, so moral compass to me basically means uh, direction as far as doing what's right or doing, uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a way to measure your integrity, right? I mean, to have some kind of integrity, you got to have some kind of morals. So if you go against your moral compass, you're, you're, you're breaking a little bit of the integrity that you have in order to get something done. Now, in the past, and I, and I even told you this before, my moral compass is stuck in the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really go any specific way. I mean, I could go left, I can go right, and for me, it's, it may still all be the same. Um, and, and life just kind of teaches you that because when okay. you start out, you know, all your intentions are right. You don't want to do anything wrong that's going to, I don't want to say hurt anybody, but, you know, you, you do things to take it yourself forward first. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it sounds selfish, but, you know, Having a moral compass and being selfish can sometimes conflict. I can I can dig that. I mean, I think naturally it kind of breaks off into the whole concept behind uh, preservation of life and the pursuit of happiness. Sometimes uh, we as individuals we have to we have to fight against the idea of hey I need to take care of this because it takes care of me, even though this might be wrong. And that's what kind of what this episode breaks into. Um, I I try not to find myself in predicaments where I have to go against my moral compass. Have I? Yeah. Does it feel good? Nah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I haven't done anything um, in my time frame that I can think of that has, uh, especially related to work, that has forced me to go against my moral compass. I'm a rebel in a sense. Uh, so if I don't agree with something, I will speak out on it. Um, and that's whether it's friend, family, uh, uh, employer, whatever the situation is. I, I try to be true to myself because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done and I'm alone with my thoughts, 
those are that's the consciousness that I have to answer to. That's the right. consciousness right. that I'm left with. What I did in this sure. time frame. And sure. that's uh, that's got something to do with uh, how you see yourself and your self respect. You know, if you're if you're willing to bend your moral compass, uh, I mean, I, I I I'll admit it. You know, if I've in the past ever gone against my moral compass, I feel like you said not so good. You know, it kind of doesn't feel doesn't feel good to do that. Uh, but at times you see other people doing the same thing where compared to your moral compass, <laughs> right. they're going right. against what you feel is sure. right. And then it affects my moral compass because I'm letting it happen. Right. Okay. And now sometimes I, I do realize that we as individuals have different views and opinion. Uh, from your point of view, the six, if you will, might look like a, a nine. And for me, I'm like, that's a six, right. <laughs> but you know, different, different point of views. Uh, so if I'm confused about something, I will ask to, to kind of get a little bit clarity. Uh, but sometimes you know that your gut kind of speaks to you and you're like, nah, this is not right. <laughs> right. This exactly. is not right. I'm like, all right. And me being a rebel, I don't mind going against the grain. I'm, I don't mind speaking up on certain things. I don't care who it is. If it's not right, I I don't I don't want to stand by because again, that's on my conscience, knowing that I stood by and let that happen. Uh uh, whether it's something small or something big if i can play a part and influence in that change from from happening then i I will uh for the most part what about you mo um if you were in a situation where and i think you i kind of know you already went into this but if you were in a situation where you had you you had the opportunity to make a substantial amount of money uh, and advance in a career doesn't have to be this career anywhere um, and all you have to do is just just a little bit of wrong but you knew sure. you felt it sure, that sure, it wasn't sure. right what would you do um again it, this whole thing goes back to your uh, literally upbringing either your parents teaching you or the life taught you life all these years that you've been in the business or whatever you've been doing to this point which i'm 63 uh, at the end of the day, I want to go back to my family and I want to be able to sleep well. There we go. I, if I wanted that, I would have had that and I would have been a GM right now in a certain store. But I never wanted that. And money never really influenced me. What's maybe, thank God, I always had some. Or I was going to say maybe I lived comfortably. I never spent beyond my means. I know if I'm making, let's say, $500 this paycheck, I'm going to save one, hold on to it because next paycheck, it might not be a 500. Car <laughs> business is crude, but you have to be disciplined enough uh, to go through all this without actually. So anyway, end of the day, it, it all depends on how your upbringing is and what your conscience allows you to do. I, I have a very strong, I'm in, a, I'm in the wrong business, to be honest with you. <laughs> Car business is not mine, but I'm getting lucky. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, you know? Treat people right, and you sell cars. Customer service. Customer service. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. Here, you know. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be. If it's if you're talking about more, dealership doesn't know anything about moral. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing they don't even well, know what it means. Well, 
Okay, do you mean like uh, in general dealerships or just like a specific Now one? you're going <laughs> <laughs> to... You want to narrow it down. No, I'm, I'm going to talk to you probably 80%, if not 90% of dealerships. Okay. Unfortunately, they are brutal. They all think about their own money. If you ask these questions, they would all be shut up and they won't even have an answer for you about moral, how to treat customer right. They can preach all they want, day and night to us, how we need to treat customers, but they don't know anything about treating customers right. But wouldn't you say that kind of goes into the management staff, if you will? Because if there's a, a nature, if you will, within any company of make money over uh, serving the customer and whatever field you're in, then that nature is kind of accepted within that company. So I think that's, yeah, I guess it's kind of connected because it's part of the body of the company. Uh, yes, uh, pretty much. Well, when you, when you walk into the capitalist world where everybody's <laughs> trying to make money, well, money is the first thing they see. So when you see the money, first thing that you see is money, and you're going to bypass everything else. You're going to step all over everything else to get the money. So... <laughs> I got you. <laughs> That's just the world. You come into this country to make money, but some of us is not going to be swept by it uh, because of our means, our values, our there we go. upbringings, or morals, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we kind of hold back a little bit because we want to be right in the middle because at the end of the day, God, you have to answer to God also. I'm not being religious Respect. here. Yeah. Okay. I, I've never practiced religion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but uh, I believe in God. What about you, Yuli? I mean, at the end of the day, you, you got to be comfortable with your within your own skin. You know what I mean? If, uh, if you do something that, that goes against what you feel is right, then obviously it's going to take a toll. Uh, it depends on what it is. You know, some things are... Uh, some things <clears throat> bend your moral compass more than others. But in my experience, it's it's always... Hey, you know, if if it's if it's if I gotta do this to get to where I need to be at, or if I gotta do this in order to close a deal or to make something happen or to get a check, uh, at the end of the day, I got bills to pay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Well, there's a two part, but I, I'll stick to the first part. Um, the statement, "My paycheck doesn't know the difference." <laughs> what does that mean to you? Well, like I just said, <laughs> yeah. Uh, paycheck doesn't know the difference. It's gonna, it's gonna come out to what is gonna come out. Whether I did something right or I did something wrong, it's gonna be based on what I've produced. Uh, you know, I've had nine to five jobs, and those jobs I've always said, okay, so I've got to work this many hours, or I've got to work this many days to get this much money. Now, in the industry that I'm in, the car dealership, it's a little bit different. It's your, it's your effort that really defines your paycheck. So. Yeah, I'm a nine to five, my paycheck doesn't know the difference. And I was working in banking and you know, I had customers coming in and they overdrew their accounts two, three dollars and they're coming in because, hey, I, you guys are charging me seventy bucks because I went over two, <laughs> three bucks. Fees, yeah. the, the the fees, you know, the banks charge fees and they come in, they're yelling and they're saying, you know what, I want my money back. Well, you know, you, you sign a contract, you sign some kind of agreement <laughs> when you open a bank account. You know, they're basically they're holding your money, but, you know, what's it, gonna, what's it costing you really to hold that money there? Unless you're not having any money in their account, it's going to cost that money to run your account. All right, so I got a question for you, man. Yeah. Um, 
have within, I, I won't really narrow it down to your current place of employment, uh, but within the last few years, yeah. have you had to witness someone doing something that you knew went against your moral compass if you was in a position of doing it? And did you do anything to kind of shy them away from making that decision that would go against your moral compass? Uh, well, in the position that I'm in or that I was before, uh, you got to disclose a lot of information, you know, so okay. you, you can't admit anything and you can't leave anything open to assumption. Cause if you do, you, you put yourself in a position where the cut, you know, the person can come back and say, well, you never told me this or you never told me that you got to make sure that everything's disclosed. Okay. So there was this time when I was training another salesperson or another person, uh, to explain a certain, um, uh, coverage that, you know, the person comes, the, the car comes with, and he flat out lied. So mm. when he started going off, you know, maybe he wasn't so well informed about what it was he was explaining. Or so do you think he had that idea like, hey, my paycheck doesn't know the difference. I'm going to get be. it regardless. It could, it could be that. You know, it could be that, you know, he doesn't care whether the customer gets the correct information. He just cares whether the customer says yes to whatever it is he's selling. But you know, at that moment, because it was a training session, you know, we, they were there to learn and okay. I was there overseeing it. I did step in. So Good. because I had that moral compass, you know, it's, it's in the Bermuda Triangle, but sure. <laughs> it's, it's pointing north somehow. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, I gotcha. stepped in and said, well, listen, listen, before you, before, you know, I think maybe he doesn't understand everything. So let me explain what this is. Once I explained it to them and they understood a little bit better, then it was clear for them. And they were able to make an informed decision. Okay. But, you know, without being, uh, you know, even even hearing things that, that have happened before that you have no control over and you feel they may have bended their moral compass or may not even have a moral compass makes you lose a little bit of respect for them. All day. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I love energy, man. I, I gravitate to people based on the energy that they that they. I guess, uh, let out, if you will, you know, the energy that's surrounding an individual or group of people. If the energy isn't right, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I, I might try to interject if I think that there's something there. Uh, but if I, if I feel that there's more an, of an unbalanced, uh, with the negative leading, I shy away from people. Uh, cause I don't need that interfering with anything that I have going on. All right, cool. So, um, Next, if you guys, uh, one of my previous episodes, the very previous episode, first episode, I have my guest on, um, and they did the definition of, um, well, it was titled Defining a Fucking Moment. Uh, so if we can kind of tap into that a little bit, I, I want to know where, where you guys were forced to say, fuck it, I'm done with this. Uh, Mo, you want to go first? Sure. Um... It, there was this place, uh, I'm not going to name name again, a GM uh, got a job to go to clean up the store. Uh, there were a lot of corruption going on there, and GM uh, knew uh, uh, two desk manager and two closer. I was one of the closers, nice. and uh, each one of us had seven guys in our team. So we all went to this store to clean the place up. Uh, I find out at the time uh, it was so bad, DMV had cameras even in the finance department. Wow. It was that serious. 
So the very first thing we tried to do was they used to advertise cars 10,000 off the sticker. Hmm. And the customer would come in, there were four or five of them bidding on the same car. If you had cash, they wouldn't take it. If you, you know, you had to do with financing, their financing, the rate they had, they call it back end had to be full. Wow. It is illegal, but they were doing all that. Sounds like a put-together right. program. It, it was a big time. Yeah. Now, they had so much, so to speak, legs at the back end, they would throw in stuff like pen, keychain for $500. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have wow. to show they're selling something. Right. They can't sell just air. Yeah. So anyway, five, we come in to clean this up. Markup, man. <laughs> Keychain, $500. Well, people didn't want to pay the markup. They, want, they love the idea of $10,000 off of a certain Corvette. Ah. Right. That's as close as you're going to get the right. <laughs> like, oh, knowing what the, uh, it's with Chevy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we come in to clean this place up. But guess what? The One of the, uh, the uh, old uh, directors finance director we didn't take our own director we didn't think it was a director who would do that it was still in place they never got rid of him we find out this guy is still in charge he's doing the paper advertising he's the one who's making all that decision he's the one who is if if sometime there would be heat in the finance department it would they bring the customer outside they will lower the heat and then take him back in uh. i mean it was terrible uh, of course, me, knowing who I am, I can't stand stuff like that. Good, I good, complain good. to my, uh, you, you know, one thing about the car business, just like military, there's a chain of command. Right. You go to your immediate boss, and then he'll go to his immediate boss. Okay. And so on and so forth. So, uh, and we did. We tried everything we could. It didn't work out. It wasn't, uh, they weren't for it. They were in it to make a lot of money. So, we got uh, Joe Grover. Have you heard about that guy, right? The Channel 2? Nah. Just sorry, a man. I've heard of him. <laughs> well, anyway, huh? Name sounds familiar, but I can't put a face to it. Okay, well, maybe you're, uh, yeah, this is going back again. I'm 63. Don't forget. Okay? <laughs> so, this guy would go troubleshooter. He would go to businesses. He'll find out what they're doing wrong and then put it on TV. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a kind of like an ex DMV uh, also. Of exposed or something. Yeah, exposed, huh? right. They there was a DMV, uh, uh, some people, the investigator and also district attorney. Uh, they pretended they were buying cars, mm. come in, they recorded the whole thing. And then at that point, I said, well, you guys are your own. I'm out of here. Yeah. So I, I just, it was too much. It was just too much to handle. If you see one thing one time, you complain to the person, to the other people, uh, it kind of stops and stuff. But this, they, they, they didn't care. They didn't care. So it, was, uh, it, it went on for a couple more years. Both sides were fighting. District attorney, DMV, and the dealership, they had a big shot lawyers, man. Uh, I think they, they stayed in business. They won. And they couldn't do anything. It wasn't a national TV showing what they were doing. Okay. And so still, district attorney could not win the case. Wow. They just got slapped by some uh, penalties. $300,000, no big deal. And they're back in the business four days later. Yeah. I guess they got suspended for at least three days. Their paycheck doesn't know the difference. Yeah, they, they definitely doesn't. <laughs> wow, they, that, that moral compass, it was like... 
Way out of whack. Way out of the whack. All they yeah. saw was, yeah. like Yuli said, yeah, my paycheck doesn't know the difference. I don't know what language you're speaking, Mr. <laughs> Whoever News Guy. Right. I'm getting paid regardless. That is, that's scandalous. I didn't stay to see the end of it, but I heard the end of it because it was on the TV also. Right. I'm going to say, I was going to say, yeah, I'm sure this information can kind of be looked up. It's probably public information by now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That's something else. Uh, Yuli. Yeah. So the we last episode uh, we did we did a where you define that fuck it moment. Right. Uh, can you go into any any specific details? That you can withhold information or <laughs> go into detail if you want about a time where you was like, you know what, fuck this, I'm done. Well, there there was a time where I I, I totally went against the moral compass. Uh, I was more than well, I was influenced by another person that was working there that was a higher up. Okay. So he would, uh, I mean, he flat out steal stuff from the store. Wow. <laughs> and, and this is a guy that was management, you know, so he, he had been working there for years. So, you know, God knows how long he's been. But he'd, he'd, he'd take merchandise. He'd, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a company that that provided merchandise, printing stuff, and, and even deliveries. So they had delivery vans and they had gas carts. Hmm. So... <clears throat> Boss tells me I'm on his shift. Hey, Sounds uh, like I can, I can kind of hear where you're going. He was kind of <laughs> taking the gas already, huh? He was, yeah, yeah. So, so this is this is the story. He, uh, he's uh, loading something up uh, in boxes, and he's helping me. You know, he's having me help him out. I'm on his shift. Put him in the truck. And he's like, hey, can you go to the gas station, fill up the truck, and then you know come right back. So it's, I, I got to go take this delivery out to uh, Ventura County. Well, all right, so I go. I don't look at the boxes, you know, whatever it is. It's not my, it's not my, it's not my problem. I mean, it's not my company. I'm just an employee on his shift. I'm going to do what he's asking me to do. So took the truck, gassed it up, used the card. He meets me there. He says, hey, let me borrow that card. Oh, uh, no, now you involved. So now, <laughs> now he's gassing up his own personal vehicle, right, with the company card. And that right then and there, I, I was young. I didn't know what that was. That's considered identity theft. I mean, how long ago uh, was this? Uh, how this old was, uh, I, I want to say, early 20s. Okay. So a little under 10 years ago. But uh, yeah, I ended up uh, doing what he asked. And I didn't think of it was a big deal because, you know, it was coming from a manager. And the manager knows what he's doing. So, you know. Supposedly, things, right? Yeah, you know, things continue Trust me, forward. I'm a boss. Exactly. <laughs> things continue forward. You, you, do your day, you, you do your job and you, you know, Get paid for your two weeks, you know, every every other week. Uh, ended up coming back to me because uh, obviously they've got cameras. They know who's wow. holding what cars. Yeah. They know who's on shift at certain points. Now, this manager had taken a week of sick leave or taken some kind of vacation time when he heard that they were investigating the store. Uh, you know what? Uh, my stomach's hurting it's tomorrow. You know, yeah. Yeah. My, my third grandmother passed away. For the next three away, weeks, you know, I'm going to wow. be... Uh, all this kind I of stuff, my you know? toe or something. So, <laughs> you know, funny. yeah, so corporate security comes down. They pull me in the office. and like, we want to talk to you about uh, some shortages we've had at the store, this and that. So, you know, they start coming at me like, you know, we can press charges. We can do this. How did that make that. you feel, man? Oh, man, it's, it, it doesn't make you feel good at all, man. You feel, <laughs> you feel like shit. You're like, like fuck. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah and that's where you're like, fuck it, you know? I'm not, not going to throw anybody under the bus. But, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 and then I told him, you know what, I, I did, you know, I did use the gas card. 
You know, it was maybe 30 bucks. Here's the 30 bucks. Boom. I didn't take anything else. Uh, I don't know about anybody else taking anything. You know, I had went out for delivery and the gas card didn't work when I first started working here. So what, what did I do? I put cash on the, on, the, on the van myself and I felt that I should reimburse pay myself yourself. back. Okay, that so seems for me, fair, I just right? kind of, I, I, you know, what, what's it called? I justified it, right? Okay. But at the end of the day, How it's, did they take that? They, they didn't like it. Because <laughs> they're thinking, well, if you're able to do that, what else could you take? You know, so they were trying to pin me for all the merchandise that had been gone. I thought they would have tried to say, hey, well, you should have let us know about that in advance or something like that versus... Well, once you're in the hot seat then and there, they're, they're just looking for... It's like being... They're trying to pick you police. apart, yeah. yeah it's trying to See like if they can put the whole police. blame on you. They're trying to basically get you to say, yes, it was me, confess. I did it! <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I said, it you know what, me. it's cool, fuck it, you know, it's, I know you guys are going to give me a week of suspension, and then after that, you're going to tell me I'm fired, so you know what, here's here's the 30 bucks for the gas card, you know, I'll be back, you know, just send me my check in the mail. Yeah. You know, and I had never taken a vacation there, so I got paid out my vacation, got paid out everything, and nice little, nice little vacation for two months, and then I went back and started working for uh, a different company, but, uh, it, it was one of those defining moments where it's like, you know what, it's your moral compass is something you should follow. You know, that kind of makes me uh, think my very first job, <laughs> uh, I was working at um, Little Caesars inside of uh, Sinai Grace Hospital in Detroit, Michigan, right off of uh, McNichols. I was probably about 15 going on 16. Um, I forget the I forget the lady's name. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember her name, man. Uh, even if I tried, I'm just like, I'm coming up with all type of weird names. Uh, anyway, that's kind of the setting. Um, and I'm about 34 now. So this was, yeah, about 11 years ago, 10, something like that. Anyway, uh, I was working at the Little Caesars there and probably about my second week, um, the one who was supposed to have been training me dropped pizza on the floor. I was like, oh, man, you dropped pizza. She's like, what? While she's saying what, she picks it back up and puts it on a tray. And then now, now that tray was the display, not the display, but kind of like the little oven, if you will, where it kind of heats up the pizza, where customers that order those type of slices single double whatever it was at the time that goes back out to gets distributed to to those uh paying customers so i didn't think much of it when she picked it back up i'm like okay she's picking it up so she can you know throw it away but when it got put back on the uh heater if you will i was like no no <laughs> like i was like <laughs> No, yeah. this is not how it goes. I'm like, it's it kind of crushed me, man. Business. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is how it works here. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I, back then they didn't really have YouTube as big. So I can't say, oh, I've seen YouTube videos on how it works. I was just like, I mean, you hear stories on, on certain things happening, but to kind of witness it, it, it kind of had a different effect. So I remember um, maybe a few days later, I got kind of cool with one of the guys there. It's, uh, Name was, uh, I, I'll admit the name for now because I'm still cool with him. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong, but um, I was like, hey man, um, I was there and I forget her name again, so I was like, yeah, he um, she um, 
dropped pizza and she picked it back up, man. And, and later on, it was served to a customer. He said, well, I'm glad you mentioned that. She mentioned that that's what she witnessed you do. I said, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm like, well, let's, let's look at it this way. If I did that and she was manager, why didn't, why didn't she tell me not to do it? Why didn't she say something about it? He said, well, she, did, she said she said something to you about it and you said you wouldn't do it again. I'm like, well, that's not what happened at all. I'm like, let's schedule a meeting. Don't we have cameras? They're like, well, no, the cameras back there don't work. Well, what are the cameras there for? I was just like, wow, man, this is this is really how it works. They kind of put the blame on you. I, I didn't know what her purpose behind that was, but I was just like, this is crazy, man. That, that went against my moral compass. I didn't know any better. I was 15 years old. I was just like, okay, what happens next? Is this like where she's testing me to see what I'm going to do? I didn't know what the hell to do. I mean, I... First job ever. I was trying to keep it. <laughs> At the same time, I was like, I felt something. I felt something about it was wrong. So I was like, I got to speak to somebody about this. At this point, we stopped recording, and one of my colleagues continued a side conversation on what it's like to work on the sales floor versus uh, working on in the internet department. His thoughts were, hey, in the internet department, you guys have more control and you, you guys kind of get to make your own rules. My thoughts were as followed. No, see, where I'm at in the internet department now, it's, it's actually a little different. Um, we do get a little leeway to kind of uh, uh, work the numbers as, as we want, um, but we do have a certain guideline to stay within. With that, I never really have to go. I I won't say never really. I never have to go against my moral compass because it's like, hey, this is the price. If it's a friend or a family member, I might try to go a little bit more uh, lower than that price if I have to. That wouldn't affect. That should not affect your moral compass. That's what I'm you, saying. Right. But down below here on the floor, uh, there's a lot of people would lie. Yeah, this car has this, that has that, and, and the car didn't have it. Man. warranties and things like that that yeah. is really going way above and beyond what as a human being you should do okay well yeah those are different individuals then man because i know um yeah i know for the most part man i i feel comfortable coming home at night to my family knowing that i did everything i needed to do and i did it the right way because as i mentioned at the end of the day i, I want to know I didn't have to step on any toes. I didn't have to push anybody past their limits just to make a paycheck, just so I can bring that home to my family. I'd rather work a second job just to make the money I need versus having to go against my moral compass. That means everything. I, I, I got this weird thought process where it's like, if I don't get it right in this lifetime, I have to come back again in another form of existence to repeat those lessons or those tests, if you, I believe life is all a challenge. It's a test to get you to a certain point of knowing it, not necessarily knowing it all, but being able to have an overstanding of what's right. So second time around, you're completing the life? <laughs> second time around, you have a, a second go at it, or a third or Would that be a third one too? <laughs> I... I Man, Logic is one of my favorite <laughs> artists. Uh, Logic is one of my favorite artists, and he has this um, little interlude, if you will, on one of his albums 
where he's having this conversation with God, if you will, right? I'm not a very religious man, uh, but he's having a conversation with God where uh, he's like, hey, so uh, welcome. And he's like, welcome to what? Well, is this, is this heaven? He's like, kind of. It's like the waiting room. That's what it's called. The angel loop is called the waiting room where he explains that he exists in every facet of life on multi-dimensions. Uh, as, you know, back in 80-something and back in, you know, uh, 60-something, uh, 1600s, where he was Hitler, where he was a little girl, where he was all of these things. He was a slave owner just to gain an understanding of it all. From different perspectives, you, you, I'll even go a little bit more into detail. This is my thoughts on it. Imagine you were guilty of committing a crime, a horrible, horrible crime. Yet in a different realm of existence, you were set to be the judge of yourself. You knowing yourself, you knowing what your intentions were, you knowing what your weaknesses are. How would you judge yourself? I believe that's one of the purposes behind it. The more we understand about each other, the, the more we are connected the more compassion we have with making our decisions. The more we feel, the more, the bigger the disconnect, the harsher the judgment is, the harsher the punishment is. The, the more we might uh, make decisions, the more it might influence our decisions to make decisions um, with little to no emotions or care about how it affects the individuals or different groups. Because there's no connection there. Sure, sure. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, imagine that in a real life right now. Okay, this is some kind of imaginary, something that we, you're thinking about. Let's just assume that you killed somebody uh, today. Okay. And then you were the judge at the courtroom now. Right. How would you? Great. I love You're not going to. You're not going to say, yes, I did it. You're probably going to. I don't even know well, nothing I, about I'll it. I'll explain. If I was in a situation where self A killed someone, right? And then self B was the judge to define the fate of what happens to self A. I'm going to first do this. I, I, I'm sure it's not set up like this, but I'm going to ask, what were you thinking? Honestly, what were you thinking? I want to find out what's going on with self A mental state. Right. I want to find out what his intentions was. And then I base my judgment off of that. Now, if this if, if self A had a life full of torment, I'm going to say, OK, I can kind of understand, not justify, but I kind of understand. And that helps me make my next decision. If self A did this out of spite just because he didn't care anymore and he was he was just ready to take as many people out with him. That also helps influence my decision. So if, if that is the case, okay, self A, you did this because you just didn't care. You didn't have any sympathy, empathy, or, or, or remorse for your actions. Okay, I'm going to lock you away, but I'm also going to get you some classes where you have to uh, uh, pay some type of something back or help out the family in some type of way for their loss. Because now person's B, I mean self B, family is without their father, without their brother, without their cousin, whatever it is. You are going to have to understand and gain compassion. 
throughout the rest of the years to, to kind of re, in, in a remorseful way of what you did. But would you really put yourself in jail or have you so oh, yeah. pay all because that stuff? Again, at the end of the day, if, if, if the, if the goal is to gain knowledge and to become a better self, then one must go through a certain, uh, uh, consequence to gain a better form or a better, uh, uh, yeah, a better self. If there's no consequences for actions, then how can one ever learn? That individual who is sitting as a judge and making that decision about himself to put himself in jail, I don't think they will even uh, commit that crime. To begin with, to be in that position. Well, no, because it's, it's a different form of self. It's like uh, you're coming back second time around. That's what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, 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 yeah. right, right. I'm just saying, like, if you if you put yourself in the other person's position, let's right. put it that way, because right. okay. my mind can kind of go deep a little bit sometimes. Sure. No, no, I, that's I fine. It. I can dig that. Yeah, I, I, I think I, what I'm, you're getting at is like every, everything that you do is a collective knowledge to put you where you're at, and that kind of sets yourself up right. for having, a, I guess, like a stronger moral compass. Um, he's going way beyond that beyond sure. that sure but what i understood from that is that you know like like i was telling you guys when i was young i didn't know any better i'd, I'd have a more compass i was more flexible now that i'm older it just it's from my experience and, and like you said it, it takes it has to do with your upbringing sure you know everything you learn is a constant and it makes you a different person every single day so hopefully better person hopefully a better person you know right. and, and you try to make better decisions because at the end of the day you got to have integrity in what you do absolutely you know, if yes. you don't have integrity in what you do then you're not going to feel good about yourself as you know we you see them all day long at yeah. work too yeah exactly and, and 80 90 percent of the people they don't do anything right exactly and then it, it has to work it has to do with their work ethic as well some people have very terrible work ethic and they don't care right they're very selfish people that have strong work ethic are selfish in their own regard but they also want to see other people Blossom or, you know, on that note, also, I want to really, 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 uh, I'm proud of you. Uh, to since I've been here, what I've seen from you, I would buy a car from you, to be honest <laughs> with you. Thank you, Mo. No, honestly, uh, <laughs> yeah. I would too, man. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, uh, that is great, uh, personality, great, uh, workout you got. I mean, they you're on the floor and you just like nothing happened. I would have left. I mean, that's the kind of pride, right. silly pride, that right. is, I would call. I mean, you know, I would have left, to right. be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it's, at the end of the day, it's, uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with uh, acknowledging where you failed and learning from it and picking yourself back up and that putting part yourself right there. forward. And that's, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Uh, and I, I piggyback into that, but still piggyback off what I was saying as well and tie it all together. Imagine if you are me, or I am you, but in a different realm of existence. If you see me struggling, it's kind of like seeing yourself struggling. Wouldn't you want to help yourself out? Wouldn't you want to put yourself in the right path? I don't believe that you would help yourself cheat, because you understand that if you help yourself cheat, you're just going to make that mistake we'll again. again right? Wouldn't you want to make sure that you set yourself on the right course of action with compassion as well because if you treat yourself or treat that individual with ill will you understand from an adult perspective or parent perspective that that's only gonna harness within that individual and he's gonna lash out with other people at different stages in life 
that's how I try to view things. I honestly, man, on a real life basis, I look at I look at people as if I am them or they am I in a different realm of existence. So I try to maybe I do it too much, but I try to understand people uh on a different level. Like it's me. If I'm in that position, or if that is me, just with different circumstances, what am I doing? What's what could I do better? And I try to add to people's life. And if people come in contact with me, I try to be positive as, as best as I can. Sometimes, I mean, we have our days where we're down. Maybe sometimes it's like a couple of days. But at the end of the day, I know that those are temporary moments. And I, I try not to let any of those temporary moments, because that's what they are, uh, affect my judgment and how I interact and how I do business. I don't want those things to to throw off my moral compass in any way because that's all they are, temporary moments. Right. And I don't think they can. You're, I've seen you at work. You're a lot more stronger than that little temporary moments throw you off. Right. You can learn from that. that. Correct. But and that's what it's meant for. It's, I, that kind of ties into another <laughs> thought. Um, sure. When I was younger, I realized at a, at a, I was blessed, in, in a sense, lucky, or whatever you want to call it, to realize that every moment that we were faced with something, it's a, it's a gift, if you will, because it prepares you for other stages in life that are similar. It's like you, you can't jump into uh, an advanced stage of math without knowing the basics. So these things that we go through even today or yesterday, they were the foundations for today and or tomorrow. So I, I take it all in, man. I'm like, there's something I can gain from this. There's something I can gain from this. I may have not figured it out at that moment, but I, I, I take it in. There's something I can gain from this. And once I get it, boom, great. <laughs> I'm taking it on to the next stages or I'm sharing it with the people that may not understand it, the different forms of self that may not understand it, if you will. Right. That's cool. So that, that about wraps it up for uh, today's session of uh, My Employer's Review Podcast Edition. I want to thank you guys for coming in. Uh, for more information or to be a guest, uh, please visit the website, www.myemployersreview.com.